All right, welcome back. Did you all miss us? We missed you so much. Welcome back to another edition of What Should We Watch with Kenny. I'm Kay. I'm E. And we are back from our trip abroad, ready to get back into some movies here. Yes. So the premise of the podcast, if you're just joining us for the first time, is we each take turns picking a movie for the other person to watch. We sit down. We talk about the movie, our first impressions, what we got from it. Excuse you. Then we have a little debate section where we debate an interesting or not so interesting factoid about the movie. There's also a quiz, so I hope you paid attention. And then we give it our final rating. Well, it was my turn to choose the movie this time, Mm -hmm. so I'm hoping you paid attention. I probably didn't. Because for this rendition here... Since we were flying back Mm -hmm. from our trip abroad here, we went to Ireland and Italy. Mm -hmm. And if you live in those countries, love you, darlings. (laughs) But for this trip, we decided to watch a movie on the flight home Mm -hmm. after we were retired from all of our adventuring. And after scrolling through all the movies, I saw a movie that you hadn't seen yet. And I was like, we've got to watch this one here and because of the new Spidey is... movie coming out. The movie that we're going to watch is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Well, technically the movie we've already watched because I don't think we could um, set up our sound equipment on a plane. So we've we've watched this movie already. Yeah, I think there's rules against that. We're breaking our rules. We're breaking... Norm. Anywho, so let's just... You know what? We totally could have sat up all our stuff and just when the stewardess came out to us, we could have just been like, no, this is okay. They said we could do this. This is fine. I I doubt it. Nonetheless, we're just going to dive right in. So, Kay, it was your pick. Why did you pick this movie? What were your first impressions? Well, I watched this movie a couple months ago here, a little after it had come out, and... I thought it was fantastic. By the way, I can see one of your quiz questions over there. (laughs) Cheating isn't cheating if they make it easy. (laughs) Well, I will will admit I was a little apprehensive is a good word about this movie. I was like, really? You're going to make me watch Spider-Man and it's a cartoon. And I already, like, my butt's already numb from sitting on a plane. Um, But I'm really glad you picked it because I would have never picked this movie. And I was really entertained and surprised by... The twists and all that, which, why don't we just go ahead and dive right into the peanut gallery. Mm. Before we dive into the peanut gallery, just another thank you for all of you fabulous listeners who've checked out the podcast before. Keep like, sharing, and subscribing. Interact with us on social media. Did you notice, too, I don't know if you're looking at it, but I... I especially want to thank you all that with the four episodes we had up so far, we actually are approaching 200 downloads already (gasps) across all the platforms. And on Twitter, we have 400 followers. Yeah, buddy. And on Instagram, we're coming up on 200. Hopefully by the time this comes out, we actually busted that little window here. So we really want to thank you all who Mm -hmm. are listening and especially, yes, especially all of you in the community of uh, movie podcasts out there. It's a lot of fun interacting with you all and we hope to continue that as we move forward. But now let's jump into Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Baby, I'm a wrecker. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right, just, 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 let's go. So, this movie mm-hmm. is a Sony production. 
Hence the product placement. Right. Hence the product placement. <laughs> yeah. Where do you see? Strong desire to get Sony headphones. Oh yeah, that's, that is what Miles is wearing. But Sony made this movie here, and Disney, you know, of course, does the MCU movies. So how could they make it with? They still have rights to make Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. but there was an agreement Ooh, with Marvel Studios, so and Marvel Studios actually was a little bit involved in making this, this movie a little bit, just mm. allowing the character to continue to survive. We give you permission. Right. But what's great about this is this was Sony showing to Disney, I still have a pulse. I'm still here. Right. Because their last attempts at Spider-Man movies slash their last one in the franchise, Venom, mm. they hadn't done so well in the box office. This movie, on the Didn't other hand... It, like- wasn't it the top selling or it won? Yeah, it won an Oscar for yeah. Best Animated Picture of the Year it was here. Good. So it was, good. it was awesome. The music alone, like the soundtrack, I was here for that. Again, a little tired. You're on a plane. It's like he's making me watch a Spider Man cartoon movie. And it was this really great intro music, but the music in general throughout the entire movie was really good. Mm-hmm. So I kind of need to go find my. Spotify playlist for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. No shame. It was a great uh, mix of R&B and hip-hop, pop music. There was a lot of mashups, mm-hmm. different um, mixes that people had made. It is. It is. <laughs> I, I ate a lot of pasta, but geez, <laughs> we also walked a lot. <laughs> you busted the limit of the chair. <laughs> it's Too like, many oh, I can't handle all that pasta. But I did think it was very meta, and they set that up from the beginning where Spider-Man is talking about everything that he did, and then he mentions the dance and says, we don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> the Spider-Man 3 dance. Yes. And they also, what we're referring to when the original Spider-Man is talking about himself before we're introduced to Miles, and we see things like, the spidey popsicles that everyone got from the ice cream trucks back in the 90s and right. 2000s. I think they're still there. Them, him and SpongeBob. Oh, I bet. Yeah, right. there's too popular. And the Christmas album and the Spider-Man theme song. Spider-Man. Speaking of those popsicles, I just went to the dentist and my dentist gave me a free cookie. They're great. But we were talking oh, about biting dentist. into stuff. Could you bite into ice cream? Do you ever see those insane children that are probably serial killers now that would like bite into the spider-man popsicle jeez do you know what i'm talking about could you do that i no, i couldn't do it emotionally <laughs> they were like we are venom <laughs> i think it well just like the cold on your teeth this is a segue but i think if you bite into cold stuff like a popsicle or like the spidey ice cream pops i think you also have a body in the basement anywho truth um you were saying spider-man at the end of his little monologue how he pointed out new york city would be in oblivion if it wasn't for him seriously that's why jumping ahead miles dad who's a cop does not like spider-man really you new york city is massive and you're telling me one little spider monkey over there is gonna keep the whole city from unraveling there's cops there's firefighters like no no i don't buy it cocky much Mm mm-hmm we're then introduced to Miles Morales and the song I was singing along to. It was kind of a reenactment of what he's doing when we were first meeting. This is our first, first Sony commercial. Yeah, <laughs> first Sony commercial of many. He's singing with his headphones on and they do a great job of showing what everybody does when they have headphones on and they're singing along. 
you're not saying all the words, but you think you sound awesome. Right? So you're well, like, because you have those really great noise-canceling Sony headphones. I really want Sony headphones now. Well, I thought it was neat, and I think they played into this more as we progressed. It was like a comic book, and they had little pepperings of, like, the word action bubbles. Yeah, and later and, on when he got the Spidey sense, he actually had the dialogue boxes. Yeah, and then even the way that they... Um, portrayed the scenes change. I thought that was really cool. And yeah, the actions, like when they would drop something and there'd be squiggly lines yeah. coming up. Or the thwip, which thwip kind of thwip. I don't know. Thwip. <laughs> that's a total thing out of the comics. That thwip. That's the sound effect that it makes thwip. in the comic books. Thwip. I wonder how many times I said I think thwip. it's spelled T H W A P. No, it's like thwap. That. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dirty. It's definitely not thwap. <laughs> But, the introduction of Miles Morales when he came out, it was the mid-2000s, I believe, when that character came out in the comics. He's such a cool character that I know they've been wanting to make a movie of him for quite some mm-hmm. time because he's such a good little boy Spider-Man. There's no other little kid. He's not a little boy. He's a teenager. Yeah, he's, he's a teenager. But he's just a little guy. And you were talking about when we were watching it how there's really heavy themes that even yeah. though... This is kind of a kid's movie. There's the heavy themes of... Gentrification. um, Privilege, because Miles is walking through his neighborhood, which is a little um, lower income-based, it seems. It's more urban. More urban environment. And, you know, he's friends with all those people, but then he gets into a, a, a charter school or a private school and... You know, they talk about the foam party, coffee shops that are popping up everywhere, and he doesn't really fit in with the new people at the other school and saying he only got in because of a lottery and no, you're smart enough, and it's, you know, like appropriation, all that stuff. Not appropriation, but, um, you know, playing into those kind of stereotypes and classism and racism and privilege and i was like wow this is heavy yeah it's real day topic for a real day movie does miles leave his comfort for what's better but does that make what he had not good Mm -hmm. somebody out there will be writing their thesis dissertation on this probably probably did you like when spider-man's dad sitting there in the cop car he says i love you miles and miles does the okay response no because i really really want to know are parents that embarrassing my parents weren't that embarrassing or maybe i just blocked it out and i need to go to therapist to find it but he's on the intercom in front of all you already listen dad you already know that your son does not like this school he doesn't feel like he fits in you know he don't fit in and then you're gonna get on the intercom and blast i love you and make him say it back to you in front of all of these kids hmm. the answer is that's a copy Yes, it does happen. I don't think parents are that embarrassing. And if they are, shame on you. I mean, I know we're not parents, and I'm probably embarrassed the third child that's running around here, but she also looks her butt in public, so we're fine. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, maybe our kids will look their butts in public. Who knows? Right. But I just, I don't know. I don't think parents are that embarrassing. Eh, Mine had their moments here. I plan to be that embarrassing. (sighs) Am I that embarrassing, Millie? She's ignoring (laughs) it. The answer is yes to that. Well, for every embarrassing parent, there's always that cool uncle. Right, Uncle Aaron. Hey. Hey. Wait, let me try on the mic here. Don't touch here. me. <laughs> Don't. Hey. <laughs> it, it sounds work? like you're constipated. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's how miles says it right there but there was just a part of me like i've seen enough superhero movies to know like you like uncle aaron but there's just a part of me that's like i don't think i'm supposed to like him yeah i'm not sure there's just something about like oh they're making him like the dad wasn't sure of him yeah he was sending off those vibes where something's up with this miles guy. likes him too much yeah mm-hmm. i didn't think but yeah so his uncle like takes him into the abandoned subway area and he gets the graffiti, which was super cool. Great bonding illegal activities. But there's a freaking couch down there. There's floodlights. There's spray paints. Not to mention, they had to jump a fence to get into this area. So tell me, Uncle Aaron, what are you doing? Technical difficulties. My chair is squeaking a lot. It is. But, like, are you honestly telling me, did she just, like, think golly gee willikers one day my nephew's gonna come to me really upset watch your language oh wait till we get to the debate and he he hides like floodlights down there is this a communal like i brought a floodlight you bring some spray paint we all share spray painting underground system or did they bring it and then go another way because it looks better jumping the fence i don't yeah i think it was all preset um who set it up though um graffiti people who how why the graffiti this... there are these people that meander around the sewage system that's the graffiti the true... people <laughs> true mystery during that graffiti scene they play music mashups and there's a bunch of different artists that are represented and it it's a great representation of why do i not remember any of the music you don't remember scene? that no maybe that's when i remember there's a little with, bit like, of drink. this a little bit of that there was there's oh. a couple of other songs mixed into that little I mashup. remember why I was not listening to the music, because that's the scene where the spider shows up. Yes. And you did not tell me this was a horror movie. And you became super focused on that I spider. I was so focused. Oh, I, in the plane, started getting the heebie-jeebies. Like, that is terrifying. The spider is crawling over his Uncle Aaron, all up and down him. It goes in his shirt. I'm like, ah! Like, it's in. And I they, can't handle this. I can't. I couldn't. I hate scary movies. You didn't tell me it was a scary movie. Sorry about that. But it begs the question, who keeps leaving all these radioactive spiders lying around? <laughs> or did they get out? Because when the original Peter Parker got bit, they mm-hmm. went to the science lab. So that was mismanagement of the animal keepers in the science lab, right? Yeah. But this was kind of a science lab too, where this spider was just meandering around. It was in a subway station. The word of the day is meander for me. Oh my gosh, no, 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 no. I was horrified. That's why I don't remember the music. I was like, God, please stop. Then he got bit and we go back to his room where you see his roommate working all night as he's Young people can't handle it. Yeah. And he didn't sleep. Miles slept. And this kid's like doing 500 assignments, staying up all night. Mm-hmm. This is why young people are stressed. Yeah, they don't find any time for sleep, up playing video games and studying all night, text and messaging, Facebooking. Oh, all right, so. <laughs> and then Miles wakes up and he's suddenly bigger and more of a man. So he hit puberty overnight and... <laughs> He happened to have hit puberty on the same night he became Spider-Man. That was a huge I mean, listen, I don't know how puberty works for guys, but it's not how it works for girls. You know how umbrellas open? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. You're just walking around and then suddenly your voice that's really up here is like, hey. <laughs> girls have much more traumatic Mine experience. was during a karaoke session yeah. where I was singing Harry Chaitin's Cats in the Cradle. 
my family can attest to the moment I hit puberty because I started singing the song with my young child voice. <laughs> and by the end of this song, I was a 30 year old man singing the cats and the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> yeah. Or you're just not good at that song. Hey, I'm amazing at that song. Yeah, right. And then smooth Miles Morales ends up at school. Let me tell you, this dude, he's as smooth as George McFly, if you know what I'm saying. Smooth criminal here. No, he's not. But he shows up school he's and... Chunky peanut butter smoother than him. <laughs> but I feel like he already met Gwen Stacy. Yeah, because she laughed at his joke when he was late to class. That's so right. So they already knew each other, but she like... She is introducing herself in this scene when she's like, and I'm gua. For some reason, she Why did she strokes have a mini stroke? Yeah. She strokes out there. And I think it's just because she doesn't know she wants to unveil all right. these things. Yeah. And maybe there's a Gwen Stacy in this universe and she doesn't want to uh, yeah. throw it off here. But Spidey Miles there, he sticks his hand in her hair and gets stuck. And then we see the nice... Uh, judo hair flip. <laughs> judo hair flip. She takes him down. Yeah, girl. Get it, girl. You get that. But how awkward would that be to like stick to everything? Yeah. And he runs out the door and you were saying how when he's outside... Well, it's because the security guard catches him mm -hmm. after he, she gets her hair cut. Oh, yeah. And he's like... <gasps> what you doing, Morales? Who's Morales? Not that dumb. Play dumb, right? Yeah, play dumb. But then he somehow ends up, oh, he ends up in the security guard's office. Then he ends up half dressed in the security guard's office. And he's like sticking to the walls and sticking to the ceiling. And then he falls out the window and he's crawling along the the wall. With pigeons attached to his hands. They are in New York City, people. We live in the digital age. Nobody noticed. Nobody noticed a half-naked child with pigeons on his hands flapping around and screaming on the side of a building. That was Snapchat. Unrealistic. Mm -hmm. Somebody would have noticed. Somebody definitely would have noticed. But then we end up finding Miles back at his place where he's flipping through the comics. And the comics are showing Spider-Man's origin story. So later they keep showing little clips of the comics falling out with different characters mm -hmm. so does miles read all this stuff about himself and does that allow him to see things like when he bumps into the actual spider-man the next no, scene this is happening yeah so the story isn't written yet oh that's true uh... but the characters like does he know green goblin who is this giant beast thing in this universe? Well, see, apparently. that was my that was my point. Like, do we live in this universe where these things are just running around and the world's known, or like you said, does Miles know him through the comic book? Because either way, he handles the situation rather calmly. He does. Like he sees this Spider Man fighting this giant green goblin who was not oh, who was the actor who played him originally. He has a very distinct mouth. William Dafoe. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> but i mean like do you know him from the comic books or do you know him from real life because either way he was like oh green goblin cool whatever <laughs> there he is i like when spidey bumped into miles there and he was just like you're you're just like me i'll, I'll teach you the ropes that was really cute uh, and... yeah except wah, wah, wah. yeah spidey ends up flying around in between all the dialogue which is very Spidey dialogue. Yeah. What did you say about Spider-Man? Oh, so they're in a time warp nuclear reactor 
thing with the guy that can't get through doorways. What's his name? <laughs> Kingpin. Kingpin. Shaquille O'Neal. Right, with his clicky pen. Mm-hmm. Annoying as that. I'll get out. But he's the new neutron reactor, and they start firing it up, and things like are coming out of an alternate universe and flying around. But at least this Spider-Man in this universe is concerned with head trauma. Because even ask Green Goblin, he's... How is your feeling on head trauma? And then he gets, like, hit in the head. See, Marty McFly, Doc, you can be concerned with head trauma. It's a real thing. Yeah, why does it take a superhero movie to realize that head trauma is a real thing? You'd think this would be the movie where they wouldn't be as focused on it because reality and physics doesn't make rules. But they really did play by the rules. Doesn't make sense. Although I did feel, watching this movie, that Spider-Man was, like, a PG version of Deadpool. Yeah, with all the meta-ness. Very meta, very snarky. It's like, oh, it's like Deadpool full kids. Definitely. Deadpool full kids. <laughs> He's fun, kids. Yay! And then they kill him. Then Kingpin smooshes him to death. But Miles is there. And one of the villains who stand there, Prowler, chases after him. And the first time I was watching this movie, me and my siblings that were sitting down watching this were commenting on Prowler's music about how it's really intense but not really the best sneak in music how are you supposed to prowl around when you're going it's terrifying that's what it is you're throwing off this the the equilibrium and Mm -hmm. directional i don't know what i'm saying either way it's creepy works for the movie works out for the movie very well so spidey's dead i was like (laughs) (laughs) hilarious and miles <laughs> I know it's so funny, right? He's dead. With but conveniently giving Miles the flash drive to, you know, mm-hmm, the goober. Minimal instructions. Here, kid, I just met you. I don't know if you're a good guy or a bad guy, but I had spidey signals. So, uh, here, go take this very important thing. So Miles is pouting about Spidey dying. Ugh, what a big deal. And he's walking around, and they have all those memorials for him and everything. I thought it was very fitting that, and very of the times where, like, everybody was on their phone. Mm-hmm. Which is also very sad, but also where we're at. Miles goes into that one store to pick out a Spidey costume, mm-hmm. and the guy at the register is Stan Lee. And he's making money off a of tragedy. <laughs> which Opportunistic. is... Opportunistic. Is definitely him in general because think about it think of how many people stanley has murdered (laughs) uncle ben for one multiple times yeah but hey it's all okay i did like how stanley did tell miles we were friends you know because did you know that stanley always had a very special place in his heart for as he called him spidey whenever he referred to spider-man he always said spidey that was the first movie was spider-man wasn't it was it that or x-men x-men oh was well first, but like neither first... of them are in the mcu spider f- it was x-men and then it was spider-man yeah of the modern day superhero movies uh-huh. yeah i think i think and then you're he right. was in seabiscuit <laughs> and then there was seabiscuit the ultimate marvel superhero <laughs> horseman <laughs> but i thought that was cute how stanley had mentioned that because he made the Hulk, the Fantastic Four, but one of his favorites was always his Spider-Man. dear old friend Spidey. Spider-Man. And this was actually, this was the last movie um, that, he that was came out. Yeah, yeah, that he was able to be a part of because they did record his scenes for Captain Marvel and Endgame at this point. 
but with the whole process of post-production they actually came out after his death so oh i'm sorry into the spider-verse it did come out right after his death yeah. so this was the first movie that was but this scene was also a little bit heartbreaking for you because of what he bought yeah so he got a fighting outfit and i growing up had always wanted to be in a spider-man outfit and run around town as spider-man not necessarily trying to climb walls or jump over buildings because that would end in my death or total embarrassment but i did actually in no specific order i was meandering the word of the day is meandering. Uh, I was meandering around a Halloween store one time trying to kill time. And I saw some Spider-Man costumes. And I was like, this is my moment. With great power comes great responsibility. So I ran to the changing room. I forget who I was with. Me. But when I came out of the changing room, I was so disappointed because I looked in a mirror. And I realized I could never be Spider-Man <laughs> because of the shark fin on the front of my face. <laughs> that bad spidey had a very detailed profile in that moment how do they make their noses must get i don't know but they're they're, i mean their masks are pretty high tech because it had like facial recognition software in there because you could like raise an eyebrow yeah they can blink they can wink they can even make you think and we're (laughs) back but then he, you know, he goes to the um, funeral and, but again, he's still crawling around buildings. You are telling me that now we have a child dressed in an ill-fitting Spider-Man costume, crawling around buildings and falling off of them. You are telling me that nobody sees this? Mm-hmm. People are more observant. When he does fall off the building and breaks the flash drive, I was kind of upset the first time I watched it, where I was like, the dude gave you one well, job. Well, technically, that wasn't... He didn't specify not breaking it, but I guess that goes without saying. Yeah. Usually when somebody hands you anything, <laughs> the expectation is... The great expectation is you don't break it. So what's he going to do? Oops. I broke it. He forgot. But he, he was learning his spidey senses. He was. He ends up going to the cemetery, and he's apologizing to Spidey, Which saying, I, I messed up. that there was nobody there. True. Well, it was later at night here, so maybe people cleared out. There's a bunch of stuff around the tombstone, and they had revealed that it was Peter Parker that was Spider-Man at this point. Well, yeah, at that point. But when he's in the cemetery, someone is approaching behind him, and they swerve. make you think that it's Prowler, but yep, swerve. Here, it's a man wearing a Spider-Man costume. And what's this? He has web cartridges and shoots out actual webbing. So that gets Miles a little intrigued. (laughs) (laughs) That gets Miles a little. (laughs) This gets him a little intrigued, and he has that Spidey sense tingling, indicating to him that he's like him. Oh my gosh, there's another Spider-Man. So he takes his body, is flipping around New York. Well, no, first he electrocutes him because that's what spiders do. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, spiders have electric powers and i wasn't really afraid of spiders before this movie but now knowing that fact i feel like i've developed a fear of spiders and every time i ask you to kill a spider in the house you're like no i'm gonna sing kumbaya to it and take it outside and release it into the water no kill it i sing i love you and you are mine now they die Hey, gregory would still be alive today if they didn't destroy the house around him that's all i have to say 
But I will say that was probably one of my funniest moments is now Miles has second Spider-Man unconscious and stuck to him with the webbing. And they're like, put the homeless man down. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. They referred to him as the dead. There's a small boy running around with a dead man. <laughs> Peter B. Parker. He loses a bunch of teeth during that sequence, but suddenly he has them back again Spidey in the next senses. few scenes. While they're going through the city, did you notice the big Snapchat billboard? No, I missed it. I wonder if Snapchat like supplied a deal because when he was going through the phone, I think there was also a Snapchat icon, but on the rest of the phone, all the other icons are, yeah, generic. So Peter B. Parker is a new character and We get his origin story, which was depressing. Yeah, something isn't right about him. Um, But when he goes into his origin story, he says one of my favorite lines. (laughs) When he's in his apartment, sitting there eating pizza, like getting out of his spidey costume, he points out that he had been doing push-ups, doing ab crunches, getting strong. I love that line. Can we just let the viewers in on our notes um, that what you're going to say next is that because he's from an altered dimension, his atoms and cells do not like being here. But viewers at home or listeners at home, the notes is atoms are not jazzed about being in this dimension. Not bad. But Adams is spelled like the name A-D-A-M-S. So when I was reading this, I thought, when was there an Adam? And how many Adams were in this movie? Did I miss this all? Oh, you missed Adam? He's I miss the Adam. Best. He's the best character. Good thing we're not writing. That's going to be one of our side characters. Adams. Adams. And again, they go back to the walking on the walls. Outside. In public. In New York. This and time, no- there's... There was a guy in the one window who did notice and looked at him while they were just casually walking People up the wall. People call the cops for their, somebody, like, dog pooping in their yard. And you're telling nobody's alerted the authorities to this? Nobody notices? I call BS. Did you notice when Peter B. Parker is kind of surrendering to the idea that he needs to help Miles because he's making him feel bad and he's sitting there moping on the side of the wall. And nobody sees it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he puts his hand in his sleeve and he says, <laughs> My brother pointed out the first time I watched it that it's very obvious. It's not obvious. That he is saying a certain phrase. I do not think he's saying F me. <laughs> I think he is. I just thought that was a little funny why, fact Maybe here. he's saying why me. What do you all think? I don't think he... Well, with that being said, what do you say we take a quick little break here and hear a word from our sponsors? We'll be right back. With or without Adams. Instead of Adams. I miss Adams. (laughs) Thoughtful, engaging, innovative, productive, and kind. Aspects all girls possess and have the ability to cultivate through the Joy Journal. The Joy Journal is designed for girls to discover their unique self through engaging and guided activities. Created by one of our favorite mother-daughter duos, this journal is filled with fun activities such as finding the music that matches your personality and making a vibrant vision board to help visualize your goals. Through the Joy Journal, that special person in your life will discover self-acceptance and self-love using this creative journal through kid-friendly illustrations and innovative activities. Right now, the creators of the Joy Journal are running a special promotion for our listeners. As our listeners, if you purchase one journal, they will donate a second journal to a program or school that serves young girls, allowing young girls and women the opportunity to use this amazing book as a tool for self-reflection and help them gain confidence and kindness as they live and grow. 
So pick one up for yourself or for that someone in your life that can use this journal to awaken the rock star within themselves. Even I, a grown man, well, kind of, find that this journal has helped me improve my confidence in myself and my skills. So check out their website and pick up a copy today at mindsempowered.com and type in the code WSWW at checkout to get a donated copy sent to a girl in need. Thanks. When we were sitting on the plane watching this movie, we had just come from two weeks of eating amazing food all across Europe. <laughs> but the scene when they're sitting in the diner eating the cheeseburger, you I just... cheeseburger. <laughs> You were right, you were taking your notes and you just leaned over and showed me <laughs> the line, which is in our notes still right now. It just says, I want a cheeseburger. It looked really good. It did we look did so good. We did just get done eating amazing food and then we were served like burnt microwave pasta on the plane. I wanted a cheeseburger. And meatball? Meatball? <laughs> That's exactly I'm what it was. Glad. It was meatball? Like, are you questioning the shape of it or the content? Both. It was definitely more cube shape, but the content of it, it was a little fishy Airplane tasting. Food is not good. Unless you're in that fancy, fancy, fancy first class. They get like pods mm-hmm. and Nintendo Switches. I bet you they got me balls. <laughs> they got me balls. But no, I wanted a cheeseburger. We did end up getting a cheeseburger when we got stateside. It was the first thing that we ate after a long trip abroad wendy's yeah but that's still not the satisfying cheeseburger i want this episode of what should we watch podcast with kne is brought to you by wendy's and adam <laughs> and adams all those adams out there eating at wendy's oh. and meandering <laughs> we are getting so off topic so they're talking about their peter b parker is giving miles the ropes of being spider-man <laughs> the ropes get it webbing mm -hmm. um He's giving him all, oh, welcome back. We're glad you made it. Our dog's back, by the way. He's talking about, like, no capes because he tries to pick out a costume and that doesn't work well, out for him. Everybody knows no capes. Just ask the Incredibles. They end up going out to a place to check out what's going on with the goobers, seeing if they can fix it. And Miles is sitting there waiting for Peter B. Parker, who says, I'm going in alone. You're just a, oh, you're a casualty. Oh, break into the science lab to get the information. Right. And Miles like, hits Which... that rock really quick. And I like, I just says, that's new. Oh, but no, you didn't catch this. And then I caught it. Why is Peter B. Parker, Spider-Nam 2.0, why is he barefoot in the snow? Yeah. Because in other scenes, before and after, he has, like, one boot and one converse. But apparently, when he's got to be Spider-Man, he can't be bothered to put... Like, did he forget his spider socks? Maybe it was, like, his sneak mode. Yeah, I don't know I why he was barefoot. shoes are bullets <laughs> cold outside. True. But Peter B. Parker, what he, what you can say about him is he is a true New Yorker. Because he grabs a bagel. Because he grabs a bagel. I did like how it was... That uh, Doc Ock was a woman. Olivia Octavius. That was kind that. of... I didn't see that coming. Right. That was a good swerve right there because I certainly didn't come... And her true evil villain power is getting all that hair up into that beehive in five seconds. Right. I saw Very no impressive. body pins, no hairspray, no hair ties. There was one of those giant bobby pins right <laughs> down the middle. 
That was the that integrity. Is, that's when you know they're evil when they can put their hair up that quick. Yeah, there there ain't no way. She got wild. That you're a normal person. No, not at all. I do like when Miles grabs the computer. He also grabs the monitor too. I would. And <laughs> Spiny says to him while they're running down the hall. Good news is, don't need that. <laughs> Tosses the monitor. <laughs> um, this was after Octavius was slapping Peter Octavius? B. Parker. Um um doc ock when she was slapping spidey around the office and he says everything is fine (laughs) i've been in that situation you've been in that situation getting beat up by a evil oh yeah you have to remember who i work with they beat me up a lot i'm sitting there as they're slapping me and punching (laughs) me and i'm like everything is fine when everybody's asking me are you okay in there everything's great i got this and then they're running away and they're running through and they're thwipping. They're learning Thwippin'. how to thwip across the forest. Thwip it good. But seriously, Doc Ock is slicing and dicing through trees. Walk around the damn tree, woman. <laughs> yeah, go green, Doc Ock. <laughs> seriously, I hope she planted a tree. She could plant like four at a time. Yeah. That's probably why she made those arms in the first place. Right. They, uh,. They got themselves a little cornered by Doc Ock here, but luckily, another Spidey shows up. Who would have thunk? Yeah, who would have thought? It's Spider-Gwen, who ends up being his friend Gwen from school, who is Gwen Stacy. She goes Which through. Which I kind of felt was a little like, oh, that's why the judo flip makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how she got so strong. They go through her little storyline, blah, blah, blah. They take off. You then get to see why Kingpin, the big bad guy in this the movie. The big bad guy. Can <laughs> we just talk about Kingpin? Big. Number shit. one, there's not a single mother-loving door that man fits through. <laughs> Number one. Even yeah, sideways, I don't know if sideways. But see, that's the thing. It's like, what is this universe? Because we have Green Goblin, everybody looks human, and then there's him. Mm-hmm. No Which big begs the question. Was he always that big? Was, yeah, it, it looks like it because in the little past flashbacks that they show in this scene. No, I mean like in the universe. Like, was he always Oh, that, yeah. Like He's, oh, uh, what was his name? Fisk? Something Fisk in the comics. His alter ego is Kingpin. He was always this bigger dude and he's super strong. He was, there's something wrong. He has a genetic defect. Mm-hmm. But when they show his family, it made me think, how did he have a kid? Do you want to? Here, you take it away. Explain no, this to me. I don't want to take anything away from that. I'm not talking how fictional characters copulated to reproduce in a child's movie. So Next. are we going to leave that one there? We're going to leave that one there. Okay. Moving on to Spider-Man, Miles, and Spider-Gwen. They end up going to the one place where they feel like they might be able to get this goober fixed other than the lab which is at Aunt May's house in this universe. And when they bump into Aunt May... Also known as Frankie. Frankie. <laughs> from Grace and Frankie. The oh. When she sees Peter B. Parker and Peter B. Parker sees her... It was they like a both, Thor moment. When yeah, he they had that great moment because in Peter B. Parker's universe, he had buried Aunt May. She had died. And in this universe, Peter Parker had died. So when they look at each other, it's very sweet. And she says something along the lines that Thor's mom says to Thor, of you like, look you look tired. 
but she totally is okay with the idea that there's another one and she's like okay yeah makes sense so she brings them down to the lab where you see all the awesome cool spidey okay, outfits i want to know how do those labs get constructed is there like uh, a special contractor like it was so intense and they have like hanging things so how did they get the jeep up there how did they get the jeep down there how did they do all these hanging structures how do you build it it's massive well, that's exactly it it made me think of the pyramids when people are like castles where people like in many many moons ago would build the castle and then kill everybody so did spider-man kill everybody that built his secret lair well is there like a group community like a craigslist for lair builders how did this get built you you do realize we live in a universe where there's superheroes so there's super contractors oh don't overquote you and you can time exactly and they do an excellent job no issues the whole time the whole building process so in the basement there's not just all these spidey suits there's other spideys we're introduced to other spider-mens like penny parker who is so anime it hurts <laughs> with a robot with her robot spider-man thing that was built by her daddy and she's got that little cute pet spider that stills hanging around with her here which made me like spiders again which controls the robot somehow. I don't know, that one was convoluted, mm-hmm. but not as convoluted as some of the other ones. And then we see the guy noir, Spider-Man, who is hanging up in the ceiling with the wind blowing through his trench coat in a basement. Sometimes I like to just burn a match down to my fingers to feel something. <laughs> Very Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I, I, I really was wondering when I heard that for the first time. I didn't realize he was in this movie till I heard his I voice, and I was like, that either. That's Nick Cage. I want to know, what. how do you get into that movie? That guy gets into the strangest films. I think he's just a strange dude. Yeah, that must be how he meandered over to this movie here. <laughs> I did the thing. Oh, but... I'm ignoring that. That's <laughs> <Hey, squeaky> <laughs> Then the last Spidey were introduced. We're not introduced to a spider. It's a mother-loving pig. <laughs> Moving on. Peter B. Porker, who was bitten by a radioactive pig and became a spider pig. Doesn't make any sense. No. No. But. They all decide to band together. Yeah. They all band together. And you were saying how you realize that, oh, this is like why all these spideys showed up. It's because Peter Parker in the beginning of the movie, when he was during in the machine and he was being shoved into the waves his face must have been like a calling card to all yeah, the other spideys wait, no wait what did you say that was my idea i wasn't listening i wasn't paying attention i was checking my phone Rude. no but like wait what did you say but my idea mm-hmm. my theory you know we sit down to do this podcast for an hour you think you wouldn't check your phone i just huh did you tell my idea yeah i told your idea it's out in the universe but see, the thing they is, is know i kind of forgot about my idea and then i re-remembered my idea and i thought i was even smarter but then i forgot to tell okay them. you're really smart pat 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 <laughs> moving on at this point you okay over there <gasps> at this point uh, all the spideys are trying to grill miles into being the best spider-man he can be but he's just started so they gotta yeah, get a little rude. bit of a break they I, beat the crap out of him and then ridiculed yeah. him and then he turned invisible i would turn invisible yeah he peaced out he ends up going home but he bumps into prowler and then when prowler takes off his no, mask does he have to bump into prowler? 
Prowler's in the um in his room or in his school apartment. No, I, I he goes. Where he's he at. sneaks into his uncle's. Oh, he sneaks into and his uncle's. That's where he is. And again, you have this creepiest dude walking up a fire escape, going into two people have entered through the fire escape into this man's apartment, and nobody notices. People, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. But we're in a. I'm in a freaking like Facebook group for neighbor, this neighborhood we live in, which is hilarious. And these people are like getting fingerprints on people that like they don't pick up their dog poop. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That neighborhood group be like, mm, there's that creepy guy again with the music. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay if you're uh, doing that at night. Just could you turn please it down. not do that at two down. in the morning? <laughs> So that's when he finds out that his uncle is a bad guy. Yeah. And I was like, ha, I knew it. I wasn't supposed to like him. <laughs> you were so right. But Prowler ends up chasing after Invisible Spidey, who he doesn't know that's his nephew he yet. Doesn't see him. There's that big car wreck that ends up separating the two of them here. And in superhero movies, how many people do you think die on the sidelines during car wreck scenes like that? At least 20. Oh, yeah. 20-ish people here. They all did. And... Miles ends up getting back with the other Spider-Mans and, and they women. and no that's Spider-Mans Spider people it's S-P-I-D-E-R. fucking pig yeah exactly that's why they're Spider-Mans Spider-Its <laughs> yes Spider-Things Spider-Its Spider-Living Spider-Beings Spider-Beings okay from now Hashtag on trademark Spider-Beings Spider-Beings the pig ruined it <laughs> <laughs> so they all get together here and you were saying how did Penny Parker really have to be amazing at technology? I know. And is that a little racist? It's a little like, mm. No, she's anime. It's okay. Oh, okay. She's anime. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. But they all meet up at Aunt May's house. And then Aunt May has the worst luck ever with house guests because then the bad people show up and they straight up wreck her. <laughs> <laughs> they wreck it all up here. But these, they you see not only the bad guys we've already been introduced to but scorpion comes into the room here and he's got um the he's little mechanical legs bilingual. yeah he is bilingual but the bad he guys in this the, universe like, mr t mr frost looking dude that's tombstone i didn't just pause the podcast to look it up he did i did but of course every spider-man has to have an uncle ben so yeah. why not just make it uncle aaron mm-hmm uncle aaron who's prowler i don't buy that it took him till the moment he had his prowler hands around miles's neck that that's when it dawned on him this is my nephew clearly we've established that they spent a lot of time together he watched his kid grow up and you're telling me he wasn't around spider-man too much though here i'm saying like miles like prowler didn't know that was miles under the mask but Name My question is too is why did Uncle Aaron bring him so close to this dangerous site in the first place? Because he's the one who brought him to where they did the spray painting at the beginning of the movie. Maybe that's how it And got it's right set next. Up. He was like, you know, this would be like a really good place to do. Yeah, because he remember he says, How did you find this place? And Uncle Aaron says, Oh, from a contracting gig. And this was his contracting gig. Mm-hmm. But didn't he know that was not the safest place to be was well, right maybe there. he thought he'd only be there with him but nonetheless i don't buy that it took him until he was like oh Uncle Aaron. yeah and why did kingpin shoot him because he wasn't 
doing what he asked him to do. So he took him out of the equation. Then Spidey brings him to that back alley and has that Uncle Ben moment. Then Miles' dad who finds them. Why did it have to be him? Um, Because it's a comic book. Oh, true. And he thinks Spidey did it. He thinks Miles did it. So he puts out an APB for him here. And he's all mad at Spider-Man. Again, you wouldn't recognize your child from the back. True. See? He didn't really have his mask on. Exactly. Well, in that situation, you're not picturing your child being there. Yeah, but you would notice. Mm -hmm. You would notice. Maybe. So then Mile mopes again. He's a big moper. He also has PTSD. Let him mope. He needs some psychiatric care. He's in a very stressful environment with school. Then he goes through like a triple puberty by getting bit by a radioactive spider. Then he like has to deal with these alternate dimensions. This child should be in a psych ward. Poor fellow. Let him mope. Okay, I'll give him that. And all the other Spideys pick on him again. Yeah, they do. And one's a fucking pig. They all pick on him and then he has to have that... (laughs) literally do and then they have to have that conversation with he has to have that conversation with his dad right after that oh man his emotions are probably wrecked where his dad thinks he's going to tell miles about his uncle being dead but he already knows but he already knows because he was there then his dad goes on to tell him that he loves him and it's okay if he's mad at him it's very sweet but then miles ends up electroshocking out of the webbing that the other spidermen or spider beings put him in mm-hmm. to keep him there so he, he didn't come yeah, uh, with them go... to the collider. Yeah, that's what it's called. He... And again, again, when he finally gets the gumption and does the leap of faith and he's swinging through and falling off of buildings, nobody sees him! Nobody does. People aren't very attentive. But he ends up going... Before that, he ends up going back to Aunt May, who is sitting there in the little spider basement. And you had said, how long is she sitting there? I know, what is she? She's just chilling out there. And then he makes his iconic uh, black and red Mm -hmm. Spider-Man costume with his little Nike shoes coming out the bottom. And did you notice that the scene that he is like zipping up the building and he's like, woo, that mirrored the scene at the beginning where he was falling down the building going, ah. I thought it was a cool little touch. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it too. I did too. So the other spider beings, they're good. Good use of words. They're going to where the lab is at, and they see that there's this little party being thrown by Kingpin commemorating Spider-Man. Huh? <laughs> Funny. Evil. That he is the one putting it on, and luckily for them, all the waiters are dressed up as spider beings. Don't you think that they knew that there was multiple spider? beings out there so why would you have your wait staff dress up like spider beings that was poor planning on doc ock and kingpin's part yeah that doesn't make sense at all so they're in there walking around sneaking through and unfortunately peter b parker runs into this universe <laughs> not the first time you said that it'll be the last and then he bumps into Mary Jane, Mary Jane Parker in this universe because Peter Parker and her got married and they're in love. But in Par- Peter B. Parker's universe, Mary J. and him split up because they couldn't 
come to the agreement about children. Peter said it scared him. It was really sad. Then there's that conversation about bread. So, of course, we come to the big climax. We're going to take the goober, and there's one control panel in this big open room that they have to crawl like a mother-loving spider and, like, hit the kill switch in there. Unlucky for them, all the villains were ready to go dressed. And they're all standing in one central location with the window to look out, and they were shocked that they were spotted. And then, luckily, Miles runs in and kind of saves the day here because things are looking bad for the spider beings. And Spider-Man says to him that great line of, I'm so proud of you. Do I want kids? <laughs> and all the other Spider-Mans are doing their things, fighting their different villains. Mm-hmm. And a question, which isn't the question we're going to be talking about the debate, but mm. it's close to it. But who is the most powerful Spider-Man is the question. Because Peter Porker... Um, <laughs> pulls things out of his pockets like the big hammers and the anvils how does he do that that seems like a pretty amazing power plus he's a cartoon in a cartoon talk about being super immortal does that negate two negatives yeah, i don't know no like, he's just negate it? he's so immortal that when he die like when he's killed the other person dies <laughs> that'd be genius yes. oh my god that's such a good superhero mm-hmm. kill me you're dead woo that's amazing. Calling that was a villain in some movie or show or comic. Probably somewhere. There was, yeah, there was a villain like that. Oh, I know what it was. It's from Naruto. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell this is our jet lag podcast? Speaking of anime, Penny Parker, her robot gets destroyed. It was really sad how she was standing there. And it, like the wind was blowing around her. So wait, does that, was the robot her dad or no, part of her dad her or the dad, pet spider was in it? Her dad was Uncle Ben. So he had died in her universe, but before he died, he made the robot, which the spider had a psychic connection to. So does the spider So the dead? spider is still alive because you so see it hop robot. out. But her dad's dead. Is she going to be able to make a new robot? We'll see in she the sequel, I guess. She can fix the goober true so She's maybe really she can good at... but that was the one her dad made so that's why it's kind of sad i guess it's a heartless party on here <laughs> right have a heart woman well and then doc ock jumps into the fray and i like how i feel like the writer's like how do we eliminate her mm, flying bus <laughs> <laughs> she takes her out and <laughs> i think it was spider gwen miles and peter b were all standing there and their spider eyes just go which goes back to that very reactive spider mask yeah it's pretty awesome so the idea is all the spider beings that came from another universe can't stay here because they're atoms atoms not atoms (laughs) atoms are are reacting and they're gonna like disintegrate so they all start jumping back into the spider-verse yeah and they go back home hopefully they go home we don't know that's nobody knows if they went home Mm -hmm. Mm. and they all have their little goodbye lines Peter Porker, he says the line, that's all, folks. <laughs> like, is he allowed to say that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he is. And then when Peter B. Parker is heading back in, he tells Miles, like, he can't go. He needs to help him finish this. But then Miles ends up tricking him by using the same kickflip that Oh, yeah, watch the hands, on him, not the mouth. Right. Yeah. And he's about to drop him in, but... 
he's like, you got to go, man. You got to make it right. And he's referring to MJ. And Peter B. Parker says, how will I know if I'm doing it right? And Miles says, it's a leap of faith. Uh, oh, turn that around. The master they also leave a has small become child the student. To solve a huge problem. So they put a lot of faith in him. They did. But Miles saves the day. Saves the day. He gets back up and then there's that big explosion, which should have melted and killed everyone. Including his dad, who somehow, of course, just happened to be the only cop to make it to that place. Mm-hmm. Of like, course. Like, they all should have disintegrated or at least lost an eyebrow. But luckily, nobody died. Plot Everyone's armor. eyebrows stayed intact. Not even Kingpin. Everybody survived that explosion. Oh, wait, no, Kingpin didn't die. Yeah. Doc Ock is the she, only one that might have died. She might have died. Everyone else seems to have been there. Can't even um, have a female supervillain. Right? And then Miles ends up calling his dad and has a conversation with him saying, like, hey, I know about Uncle Aaron, acting like he doesn't know everything that's going on. His dad, who's kind of shell-shocked from all this, does take a moment to say, oh, I love you, Miles. And Miles realizes that it's not right him just calling. So he ends up going down there, but so he goes wait, as Spider-Man. Yeah, so his dad thinks once again his son has hung up with a phone on him and can't say yeah. I love you. Way to go, Miles. And again, you're telling me that you don't know that your son? Mm-hmm. He should have known when he gave him that good old hug. I know. Parents are like, That's Or when my he child. said, thank you for your bravery. Yeah, no, I, I don't. The voice started giving it away. These are horrible parents. Officer, thank you for your bravery. I love you. <laughs> and then we catch up with all the other Spideys before the end credits. And during that little snippet where you saw the characters doing their He's thing. He's eating a hot dog. Yeah, the pig Peter is eating Parker a hot dog. Peter is eating a hot dog. Yep, nope. He's an animal. Well, Absolute he is animal. an animal. He's the worst. In general, though, this movie, with as well as with the end credits and the big fight sequence, the two things that come to mind is number one, colors. colors. Number two... <laughs> is that this movie is just incredibly visually impressive. It is. The sounds really gets you in the mood mm-hmm. for what this movie's about and Miles' character. And it's just, it's such a fun new adaptation here, a new fresh look in a world where we are getting these new Spider-Man characters all the time. Yeah, they really haven't hit the nail on the head with Spider-Man. I mean, I don't know... Well, no, I think the new the the kid that's playing him now in like mm-hmm. Endgame and stuff. I think he's good. Yeah, Tom's but pretty good. But you made a good point that you think maybe Spider Man, any Spider being, doesn't translate into live action. Yeah, I I think the reason behind that is is he's such a slender, movable, animated character that when you do live action, you can't have him do a lot of the movements mm-hmm. and especially his villains do a lot of the things without looking super CGI'd. Yeah. So I, it does make me wonder if I like this movie so much Would we because like it's similar to what I grew up with Spider-Man, which was the cartoon um, and the comics. It showed a Spider-Man that was able to do these like impossible things. Which, here. speaking of the cartoon Spider-Man, the end credits. Yeah, the end credits at the very end. Um, this is all spoilers, but at the end they credits, they should know by they now. Should know. You get to see Spider-Man uh, 2099 here, uh, Miguel something. Uh, you see him, and they're talking about the multiverses. So this might be setting up him being introduced in a super. A future Spider-Man movie, but it was a play the joke where he went back to, as he said, the beginning. So he went back to the 1960s um, when the original 
Spider-Man, I don't know if it was the show or the comic, was out. And <laughs> there's so many memes out there. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just look up Spider-Man comic memes and you'll see the most glorious memes and really, some of the internet's first memes ever created of... Spider-Man pointing. Spider-Man pointing. <laughs> they have a point battle. It's yeah, because I, at that intense. point, was going to, you know, shut the movie off. And you're like, no, 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 put your headphones back on. Put it back on. Put it back on. This is great. And that was the end of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And we still had seven hours on a flight. Woo! <laughs> So we hope you enjoyed the movie as much as we did, <laughs> but we hope you also had some opinions because you know what? We did. So right. prepare yourself, E, for another segment of I Hate It When They Fight. Yeah, yeah. I'm winning this one. Yep. So last week's segment, mm. let's go over the winner. The winner of last week, as you can probably tell by my excitement and his poutiness, was me again. Maintain the belt. All right, Gorilla Boy. <laughs> I think our viewers. That's a different comic total- book. I think we need a recount. I think Janis Joplin's story would have been better. You're not <laughs> getting a true story with Pink Floyd. You're not. Roger Rogers is too much of control. Hey, we already debated that one. Let's <sighs> move on to the next debate. This week's question is, who is just the worst Spider-Man? <laughs> or Spider-Being. Or Spider-Being. Here, let's rephrase that. Who is just the worst Spider-Being in Into the Spider-Verse? Oh, well, I know. You know, we'll let you start first because you won. Mm-hmm. So how this works is we each get 30 seconds to make an opening statement. We have two minutes to duke it out. I'll get a 10-second rebuttal. Kay will have a five-second rebuttal. We did forgot to do those last time. I bet if I was able to rebut your butt, I would have won. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows, man? All right. I'm going to hit start. You have 30 seconds. On your mark, get set. Oh, he's actually looking. Last time I was starting when he wasn't looking. Yeah, cheater. And... So my worst Spider-Man in this movie, I'm going to have to give it to noir Spidey, Nick Cage, because Nick Cage, you'd done some great things in your career, but it was a little cringy to hear you as a character in this movie, I gotta say. He also, too, is a cool character in the comics, but in this movie, he's just comic relief and comes off as very lame and is around one joke which is the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> All right. Five, four, three, two. Hit it. Peter B. Porker. It's a mother <laughs> pig, people. It's not even a spider man, a spider person, a spider woman. It's a pig for crying out loud. Are you kidding me? You are soiling, settling. Don't push me away from the microphone. The people need to hear this. You are soiling the good name of Spider-Man with a freaking swine. Okay, Nick Cage aside, you went after the actor. He ain't no problem with it. It's a freaking pig. It is a pig. Can we get through that? It's a pig. Is he a pig? He is a pig. (laughs) All right. Two minutes. So now we have two minutes to fight it back and forth here. Okay, ready and go. Hey, I have one question for you. Is he a pig? He's a pig. Yes, he is. And that's what makes him more amazing. No, his name is a Peter B. 
Por- Peter Porker. That is a porn star's name. Google it. Don't Google it. Maybe <laughs> Don't Google, Google it, kids. It. But I'm telling you, that is a porn name. But as I said in the peanut gallery, is he is probably the most amazing of the spider man Which is insulting to all the other spider beings because he's a pig. Right, but he has the power of being able to whip out anything out of his pocket that he wants, as he well as he has the... He was dog. He was eating himself. He's cannibal. Yeah, he's that awesome. He no, could eat not. his own people and nobody seems cannibal to mind. Lecter, they didn't think he was awesome. Yeah, sure they do. They made great movies out of him. People no. love him. And you know what? Horrible Don't go character. after Nick Cage. He actually brought life to that character and at least he had some some depth to him. This is just like... Wah, 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 wah. Well, all I'm saying is like I didn't want to see a movie where the Sorcerer's Apprentice was talking about So you're about going after Spider-Man. the portrayal of it, not the actual character. I'm going after the actual character. It's a pig. Well, Somebody- as I said in my little thing is I like noir spider-man he's awesome in the comics and he's very gritty that's not the question the rough question around is the, the edges one in but the this Spider-verse. one was just coming off as oh the boy's got moxie no. <laughs> no no he sounds like a porn he sounds like a porner peter porker and i'm telling you whoever invented them was high as balls when they came up with this one like you know what let's exhaust all the ideas how about a pig and then again he's bit by a pig you a radioactive what? pig so he should be as i'm gonna take your argument and flip it on its head because nick cage was probably high when he decided to do this yeah which and he made still it turned feel... the, down the role of the peter porker porn star yeah but it's it, a pig it I'm saying in general, like the pig was the comic relief, funny, goofy. We didn't need a second comic relief. He wasn't annoying. He had some good one-liners. He was awful. He's a pig. That's all, folks. He got bit by a pig. Wow, that was a good impersonation. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, I'm impressed. I get a 10-second rebuttal. Okay. All right. Why? 10-second rebuttal of why Peter Porker is just the worst spider mm-hmm. being. Ready and go. Sounds like a porn. Was bit by a pig, not a spider, so he doesn't even fit the 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 origin story. And he ate his own kind. Is that his Ben? Um, you forgot to mention that he was a pig. <laughs> it's a pig. Pigs are disgusting. They're also mean. They're not disgusting. They're very clean creatures. Okay, fine. But they're mean. Why do you think they were all afraid when Dorothy fell in the pig pen? Pig yeah, did they do anything to her? No, she they was fine. They were going to eat her. She All right, you fine. have five seconds and okay. go. Not the bees! Not the bees! What are you saying? <laughs> what was that? That was your five minutes. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay, well, people, you're all smart. Let me, let me take a different approach. You're all smart, wonderful, well-educated listeners. And I know, and you know that I know, that you know that we know, that it's a spider person not okay (laughs) game over let's let the people decide so you can put in your answer either on twitter or instagram or facebook or texas or just tell us in person let us know who you think is right is the worst spidey and into the spider-verse peter porker because he's the pig or noir spider-man played by nick cage he's a man he's a human I understand spider beings. He's still a pig. And you know what? He does kind of overcome the whole conversation of race because he has no color. He doesn't see color. I guess that's one pro column for you. (laughs) Uh, Come on, universe. I bet Peter Porker's incredibly racist. Yeah, I bet he is too. (laughs) Oh, look at that. You edit that out. I'm going to be so mad at you. It's gone. No.
All right, so now that we're back from our fight, we, you know, went to our corners, we cooled off. We all agreed that it's a <laughs> pig. Cut me, Mick. Now I'm in the hot seat. Mm -hmm. um, for our next segment, where are you paying attention? So since Kay picked the movie, he has to ask me questions, which I don't think is fair because I'm still jet lagged. Wait, before we start, cue that music. I love that music. Is the music cued? Mm-hmm. All right. Ugh, okay. All right. Let's begin. All right. First question. What is the title of the essay Miles is writing during this movie? Great Expectations. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> I may have rewatched part of the movie. Okay. All right. Oh, man. Some of these questions are going to be super easy. Good. I thought they were going to be stumpers at the time, but here we go. Okay. What is Uncle Aaron's alter ego? Prowler. <laughs> I would not have known that if you didn't talk. I didn't know what his name was. Prowler. Yeah, I said it a million times. Yeah, I meandered right on into my brain. <laughs> meandered. <laughs> what is the name of the company that is making the super collider? Alchemax? Yeah, that's it. All right. <laughs> that was Alchemax. Alchemax. Yeah, not Malcolmax. Alchemax. Yeah, Alchemax. That was the one I specifically I saw you writing it, so I was like, I have to go back and watch it. And then <laughs> I, I got to, to I got to the point and I like stopped the movie. I was like, remember, 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 and then I stopped watching the movie. I must say, you're you're three for three so right? far. Right. Well, here. I didn't watch all good. of it again. All right, this is okay. where it's all gonna turn around. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, this is for the Spider-Man universe. In oh, general. that's not fair. Let's see if you know this one. All right. Which one of these is not a Spider-Man villain? Is it A, Green Goblin, B, Hobgoblin, C, the Rhino, or D, Killer Croc? Hobgoblin. You're going to go with B, Hobgoblin? Am I? <laughs> nah, you shouldn't go with that one. Okay. Killer. Where were my options again? <laughs> All right. A, Green Goblin, B, Hobgoblin. Because that was his son. Which is not the right answer. No, he's not his son. He's a totally different character. Okay, whatever. You'd be like goblins. C, the rhino, or D, Killer Croc? Killer Croc. Correct. Killer Croc. He's a Batman villain. <laughs> That's cheating. It wasn't in the movie. <laughs> Still got it right. All right. Next question. What does Peter B. Parker call the action of shooting webbing out of referring to the sound it makes in the comics? Yes, the wabbit. <laughs> what was that? What? <laughs> Which I spelled it. It's T H W I P. That is how you spell it. Thwip. Thwip. That was directly from a page of the comics. All right, next question. Mm -hmm. What song plays during the quick training montage? What training montage? The training montage where Peter B. Parker trains him a little bit. It's like the only training montage. I don't this question is kind of hard because it's only like. 10 seconds of the song. Oh, I don't know. I don't even have a guess. Right. It's St. Elmo's Fire, Man in Motion. I can see your man in motion. Next question. Eagles flying higher and higher. I don't even remember that scene. Maybe that's when I stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably when you were working on your truffles. Right, we forgot to talk about that part. I missed a solid ten minutes of that movie because I tried to open these mother-loving truffles that are supposed to be healthy for you on the plane, and I couldn't open them, and was, they weren't good. It was great to watch. Well, I'm glad you watched. Too it. bad you couldn't bring scissors on a plane. I know. All right, next question. 
What do Miles' parents do for a living? One's a nurse and one's a, a cop. Nice. Bing thing about a boom. Jet lagging got nothing on me. All right, next question. Which is the first spider person Miles meets? Well, the first Spider-Man. The original one. That's the first... Who's the first one he meets? That's the first spider person he meets. If you're asking the question, what is the first that Miles meets? It's that one. Mm-mm. Well, it's Peter B. Parker. Mm-mm. Who's the first one he meets? I don't understand. Who's the first one he meets in person? He meets Spider-Man in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to go for some other options since those aren't the I answers? Said this spider-man and you said no still no oh he meets gwen (laughs) (laughs) that's correct it's gwen stacy spider gwen all right okay you've gotten only three wrong you're not doing you're doing pretty good we're on the ninth question Okay. okay what is the last thing uncle aaron says to miles before he dies it's not with great power comes great responsibility you're the best of us Mm, I'll kind of give it to you. Give you three-fourths of a point because he does say something right after that. But he does say that to him. Do you want it or? Uh, uh, yeah. He says, keep going. Keep going. Oh. <laughs> All right, last question. Ready? Mm-hmm. How much older is Spider-Gwen than Miles? She says it. This is definitely the hardest question. Uh, five years older than him. Uh, Ten. Remember, they're in the same grade. <laughs> but there's the time-space continuum. Mm-hmm. She's five hours older than him. No. <laughs> the answer is 15 months. Who knew? <laughs> she specifically says 15 months. How did she know his birthday? Good question. We'll find out next time on... No, Were we you won't. paying attention? Next time, I didn't do too bad. Yeah. Surprise. Surprise, dude. surprise, surprise. Mainly, what was surprising was that this movie's now on Netflix. I was like, I should watch this or I would get a lot more wrong. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm so glad you tested my brain. How's your brain feel? Tired. Now that we watched Spider Man into the Spider Verse. And when you put it up against the other superhero movies, the 8 million that are out now, and the other Spider-Man movies, the other 7 million of those that are out now, what do you think of this movie? I would rate it a thwippin' good time. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny because I would say it was pork and good. Oh, not the pig! (laughs) All right. Well, if you haven't seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I must say we thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I was surprised. Yeah, it was it was a fantastic movie. I heard great things about it when it came out, and I was really anxious to see it. When I finally got to see it, I felt for myself that it was a fun, fun movie. Good times, good, good times. times. We would like to thank you all for joining us here for this segment of What Should We Watch with Kenny. Remember to... Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at slash what should we watch podcast and at Twitter at WSW Watch Podcast. Make sure to fill out our 
questionnaires and follow Let our posts. Let me win, Peter Porker <laughs> is a porn star. <laughs> that sounded just like him. You did. So yeah, please check us out on there throughout the week. Oh, E, before we go, do you have a movie picked out for next time? I do, Kay. Next week, we are going back to our childhood, and I have picked... Wait, Spider-Man was my childhood. Well, not mine. Oh, okay. So my childhood, but your childhood. Mm -hmm. We are going to watch The NeverEnding Story. (gasps) NeverEnding Story. Is this because of uh, Stranger Things? No, but it is kind of a Stranger Thing. I I had two movies I wanted to pick, and one of them was The NeverEnding Story. So Stranger Things and I were on the same wavelength. All right. Please join us next time when we sit down and watch The NeverEnding Story. Relive your childhood from the 80s or figure out what they're talking about on Stranger Things. (laughs) Okie dokie, everyone. We love you all. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. We're dropping the L word. We're dropping love. We we, we just started. What are you talking about? We're five episodes in. Uh, (laughs) Jumping too hard, too fast all the time. All right. Tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Listens that far. Creaky chair. <laughs>